Hi, and welcome to the SJ Child Show. I'm your host, SJ Childs, and today our guest is Angela Palmer, and Angela is coming from Utah, and uh, she's here to talk to us today about a really amazing service that she provides for families and individuals. I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself and give you over to you, Angela. Hi, thanks for being here. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Tell us about yourself a little bit. And you're here in Utah, right? That's correct. Yes. Um, I was actually born and raised in Price, but we've traveled all over the place for school and work. We've been down to Tucson, Arizona, and then we suddenly went up to Casper, Wyoming. (laughs) Two extremes. Like we went (laughs) extremely hot, 100, 120 degrees to extremely cold, like negative 30 degrees. And so, um, but then we were able to come back. This is like coming back home. So yeah. we've been enjoying this process and uh, being back. Closer and now to you have a little bit of both weather. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much better. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, that's great. And tell us about the business that you have and the services that, that you provide. Uh I am what's called a financial coach. I was actually trained through the Dave Ramsey method um, through Dave Ramsey. And what it entails is a, as a financial coach is that I sit down with individuals and families and really get dig down to the roots of me of concerns people have. So kind of the, one of the ways to explain it is think about like the parable of the talents. You know, one person gets one talent and the next person gets two and the next person gets 10. And what they do with each of those, what they're able to accomplish with them is um, what they can get done. And so just looking at it that way is working with somebody, maybe they've only received the one talent and to really make that work for them instead of hiding it because so many people get so concerned and they hide what they have or just go and get into debt because it's that one little talent isn't good enough. So I'm going to get into debt so I can get more and to show off all that I have um, and to show them, okay, we can still work through this one talent and you can be prosperous and you can really truly have wealth with what you've been given. And that can cont- continually develop and grow. Um, so in that sense, I work with individuals, help them find ways that they can get out of debt, that they can save, um, have the funds for an emergency and to build wealth. Yeah. So that's a long story short. Yeah. No, I <laughs> love long, that. It's fantastic. I'm, And I really, like I had said before, I really love the fact that it's not your typical financial advisor, you know, you're not going to tell me, you know, here's what trust you need, or here's the legal form for this. You're really diving deep into the, the person's, you know, aspects into their outlook on, on money, probably their outlook on their finances or their, um, savings. And it's, it's so much more than just, putting a budget down onto a piece of paper. Oh, absolutely. 
they talk about, you know, not just talk about budget is the key. If you're going to go scale a mountain, if you're going to go do a 40 mile hike, would you go and do it without even looking at a map? Would you do it without taking the map with you and go up that mountain without that map to make sure that you're going in the right direction? No, heavens no. You'd, have, you'd pull up that app. You'd pull out that piece of paper map, whatever way you wanted to do it. Um, you would utilize it. And that's no different than a budget. I, I Sometimes people hear the word budget and they're like, oh, boring. Um, <laughs> it's so important to think of it as a plan for your money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, basically just saying, okay, I'm going to put my money here and here and here. And at the end of the month, you know, throughout the month, actually, you apply it and you check that budget throughout the month, not just once. Um, And you do that if you're married with your spouse to keep that connection. Mm -hmm. It's so important to be connected that way. I love that you said that. That is so important. And each couple should really consider the closeness and the trust and the bond that that would help Mm -hmm. develop if not there already, if you're married, but, you know, just really, um, to nourish that, uh, that's so important. Yeah. Like how many times have you gone and had a project outside? Like you were going to go dig up the dirt and go do a project out in the yard. Right. Um, when you do it together, it creates that bond Mm -hmm. and doing something and seeing something at the end that you accomplish together. It's no different than your budget. You do something, you work at it together and you make sure you each other's cheerleader to support each other. Like, Oh, I made a mistake. No, it's okay. Let's pick up the pieces. Let's make it a lessons learned and go on from there. And really, really, I love that word, the term, the cheerleader, you know, you're cheerleading together. It's so, so important. And, you know, what can families do? Like what's a good stepping stone or like a, maybe a foundation to start? What's a good way to just start? Like you said, just making a plan. Um, uh, making a plan is great. I think the other thing too, is have a reason why, um, when my husband and I, when we first got out of grad school, my husband's grad school, we, we saw a big pile of debt that we had and we really hit hard on the budget. I mean, we would have our budget meetings weekly <laughs> um, at that point in the, our, we created what well, we saw our why our why was one, our children and two was the big pile of debt. Like we wanted to get rid of that. Um, we didn't want it anymore. We realized it was um, albeit getting education is good. It was bad in that way that we, it was, it was, uh, it was choking us. It was was way, it was preventing us from accomplishing more. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get my straight, (laughs) but just really, um, finding a why is one of the very first things I was strongly encouraged. And then picking up that budget, whether it's on a piece of paper, whether it's through any of the apps out there, like mint or every dollar, they're free apps out there. You can totally get on it. You don't have to be making tons of money to do it. Yeah. Um, And then just start like, even if it's just today, just sitting down, especially with your spouse and hat, get down and decide what you want. Yeah. Where you want the money to go. 
Because it's so important. I mean, there's probably so many newer families out there that don't understand how to budget yet for Mm -hmm. kids or they don't understand, you know, how to do that. Is there advice that you give to younger people um, on how to start building their wealth or saving their money? Um, Let me ask one more question uh, question on that. Is it when you say younger families, is it younger families like... um, Or maybe like college kids or individuals that don't have a family yet are just kind of coming into their life. What kind of, what do you tell them? Like they're trying to (laughs) constantly improve themselves. Like they're going through school or things like that. Got it. Okay. So when you're going through school, um, one, you know, before, if if you have any debt, then you want to make sure first that you have a somewhat of an emergency fund. So if you're, income is lower, or if you're going through college, just put like $500, just (laughs) stick that over into savings Um, for any emergencies. Maybe your car breaks down, you need to get new tires, you know, something to support you. Yeah. Um, And then get out of debt. At that point, if you're going through school, the most, uh, the most investment you can make is improving yourself. Yeah. Even Warren Buffett says that. I love that investment is in you. Yeah. So if you're out there, maybe you're going in, going to traditional school, you're going to college, you know, that's the best investment. So put all your money and effort into that. Um, If not go through scholarships, um, there's lots and lots of scholarships and don't restrict yourself to what the school says. There's a great website called my scholarly. Uh, com. And it's an app on your phone and they search scholarships. Wow. Thousands, like hundreds of thousands worth of scholarships that you could be applying for. Um, and so do those things trying to develop and improve your life. Um, I think those are one of the two things. A lot of times young people or parents will say, oh, let's see if we can put them, put some money into investing, like put it into a um, some sort of vehicle so that way they can make more money while they're going to school. And reality is, is they're the best investment. Mm-hmm. So if, if they're younger, yes, a 529 account, which is a tax deferred account that you could put your, put money in for your kids mm. is great. But um, if it's just their kids, they themselves just try to get those scholarships and get a yeah. job and work their way through. I really like what you said, because I think our society now is like, so get into debt, get into debt, get that fancy car, get that house, get that whatever you need to get into debt. And it seems more and more and more that being in debt is better, but I disagree for my own personal life. And it sounds like you do too. And that's not the advice that we normally get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, for example, I had the question of working with a realtor speaking to him and he said, no, if you can put 5% down on a house, go and get some investment properties. Like right now, you know, even in this crazy um, market. And I just, that kind of scared me. That's, um, you know, how, if you're putting an investment property like that, that's no different than back in the great depression. That's one of the problems that happened there is that people were investing with, um, uh, debt, you know, yeah. they, they put their house on, 
um, on a mortgage where they use some of their equity in their home and put it into the stock market. And then when the stock market failed, they lost all their money. They lost their house too. And so it really is scary to do that. It'd be a lot smarter to put just a little bit more so it can save, keep you safe, especially have that emergency fund too, in case you don't have a renter for a while. Yeah. And you know, I can just, so people can kind of understand where I'm coming from. I have a little bit different lifestyle than some people. I'm a stay at home mom. I have a son with autism that I stay home with. And for us not knowing that we weren't going to be able to both of us be working and, um, you know, we kind of, for lack of better terms, accepted the fact that we were going to be low income for a time being while we receive services for him, things like that. And I, I think it also kind of opened our eyes as to the importance of, well, now we, um, you know, have a car that we own. We just paid for our car with, with cash. We, you know, and things like that so that we're not sitting with a $40,000 car in our driveway, you know, sucking, paying rent payments on it every month. (laughs) And I I look at some of my other friends and, you know, family and think, oh, like, how do they do that? How can they, how how can they uh, make that, you know, work? (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) I think so many people look and try that they love other people's life more than their own yeah (laughs) they see all the things that they want and they want it now like I can't afford it really but I will put all my effort into just getting this debt you know I'll go and get a help I'll get a loan um when in reality when they do that they're shackling themselves yeah it's said that um the borrower is a servant to the lender So in essence, you're putting yourself in a position where you are going to be their servant. (sighs) And if you want to be in that position, I guess that's your choice. Yes. But what's the better decision? And what's the better choice? You know, having that freedom. And that's really what it is. When you have that financial freedom, it is truly you feel peace. Yeah. And harmony in the home. When you can go in a car, like what you said. And it's free. It just drives a little bit better. There's just right? breeze in your hair. Yeah. And you feel it um, when you're feeling that debt. Yeah. You might look at the other cars and you say, oh, I wish I could have that car. I, my life would be so much better if I could just have that car. <laughs> but if it means that you're going to be having to pay five to six hundred dollar payment every month, really worth it? Uh, no. I can't imagine it being worth it. It doesn't look like it to me, but you know, well, if you can pay, like if you can pay it per month, then that's what the, that's what they all say. Like if you can make this monthly payment, but you might be making that monthly payment for many, many years. Exactly. How much more could have you been able to invest if you didn't do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, interest rates are low are so low. Um, But when you look at a car, especially a car, you know, if that's preventing you from investing, you know, that car, yeah, you only have a 3% interest, but that car depreciates in value. So you have to take that into an account too. So as you're paying off this loan on this car for five, four to six years that they 
sometimes be, you know, that's decreasing the amount of money that you could potentially be investing. Yeah. Putting um, that same amount into an account, you know, receiving 10%, the the normal 20 year track record of the stock market is 20 is 10%. And if that can go, then you would be, you know, a millionaire with (laughs) 30 to 60. I am not kidding. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Small amount. Wow. Um, And how much we, as an American people, we're depriving ourselves from that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the right America come be in debt. Yeah. Right. It's like nothing. It doesn't seem like a dream to me, really. That seems like a little bit of a nightmare. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) How interesting. What type of, um, like when you have a family say that has like a special needs family or things, are there different types of, uh, ideas or, you know, a different path you might lead them down rather than a family that doesn't have kids and might want to invest more money? I think the principles that I help my clients through are able to meet the needs for everybody. Yeah. It's, you know, get rid of debt, Mm -hmm. have an emergency fund for, you know, three to six months of emergency fund after you're out of debt. Um, And then put money into your 15% of your income into retirement. Hmm. And you just do that in the order. And it doesn't matter whether you are um, single. It doesn't matter whether you have kids, whether you have kids that have disabilities. Yes, if you have those, you know, kids that have mental or physical disabilities, you will have a different budget than somebody who doesn't. Mm. Of course, you're going to have yeah. different doctor's bills and you're going to have things that you have to pay for. Mm-hmm. And um, you work that through in your budget. But does that mean that you cannot find that you cannot apply the principles? No, you the, the principles are biblical, really. Yeah. Just save for another day, you know, save for emergencies. And give the other last, last one is to give to others, Hmm. which is one of my favorites, like to sit down and say, how much more could you give? Wouldn't it be awesome to call somebody to, to call the utility company and say, can I put like a couple hundred dollars on an account that they've been trying really, really hard. That that's, that's one of my dreams. Like when I I love that, call them and do that. Angela, that's amazing. That's a really that's super special. That would help our community out so much, right? If just, you know, if everybody could just do a little something like that and just get to the point where they could give because they were making the right choices to save, to get out of debt, to have their why, um, all of those things are, are fantastic. And I, like I said before, I love the fact that it's financial coaching, you know, it's not, here's the form, here's the account you need to get for this, this, and that it's just so personal to you individually for your family's needs. And if we wanted to find you, where could we do that? All right. Um, I'm going to give you my cell, my personal cell. So they can call or text me at any time. Um, it is 435-650-6612. Okay. Or they can also find me Facebook at AP Financial Coach. Um, the other way you can get contact me is my email, APFinancialCoach at gmail.com. 
And I would love to connect. And if you're in that position where you are not where you want to be, you want to be, have you, you want more, like mm-hmm. you know that you can, you have the potential to do more and you want it, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll make sure to have all of that information in the links in the description below so that you can go and find her to get yourself a plan to save your money, get out of debt and live a little bit more free. Definitely. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really learned a lot and I'm going to apply some of these things to my life. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're always hoping for, right? Things that we can learn and apply to better ourselves. Thank you so much. And um, we'll definitely be in touch. Thank you. Thanks, Angela.